Warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. There is coarse language, adult themes, and general shit not suitable for kids. Heed this warning. I'm not nostalgic, but man, I used to be. This candle is like our friendship. Forget about us, and we've borne your fucking house down. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode four of uh, Woofers. Woofers! It's our podcast where we talk about health, fitness, weight loss, weight gain, and life, and life in general. So just to start off today, I, I met my surgeon for what was supposed to be my six week. No, pause, 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 pause. I know, I know I get in trouble for the pausing. Okay. Um, I have something to share with our listeners, our dear listeners. So Sean doesn't vomit much. I do. I am, I'm a vomit champion, to be honest. If there was an award, I'd win it. So when I get sick, it's a really aggressive noise like i'm just gonna do it one thing it's like it's it's really aggressively loud sean the other day um evacuated our work office i went i think i'm going to be sick i don't know why and i felt so bad and he's standing outside going i'm a lady it was so funny i felt so bad it, it, but it was so funny. <laughs> because Catherine was on the phone to her husband describing it live as it happened. So that was that was really great. <laughs> um, and and I, 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 it was the first proper sick I did since the surgery. It was fun. <laughs> and what and I, I got to witness it. So yes, I was here. I, I, was here. I, had, I had a takeaway lunch and I thought, oh, this will be fine. I'll only eat a little bit of it. Um, and I did only eat a little bit of it, and it was fine for about half an hour, twenty yeah. minutes, and then it was like, "Oh Game no, over. this is this is actually not fine." <laughs> and then it jumped and blur. blur. <laughs> so there oh, you, go. you were so cute, and I felt so bad for you. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, like does he feel this bad when I'm getting sick?" No, probably no. I, when you were getting sick, I battened down the hatches and get ready for uh, the nuclear explosion. <laughs> That is the sound of you throwing up, you know, and and it's not even when you're throwing up; it's when you're making the because you make pre-throw up uh, sounds. Ah, it, it it's involuntary though. Yeah. Oh, it I know, I know. But well, sometimes it's involuntary. No, I, I sometimes I'll make the joke and I'll go blue, and then I go, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you make I've the joke. The fucking hatch. If you if you have like if you get a bad smell. Oh oh Jesus! Don't 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 even. Just talk about your whatever you're going to talk. Don't talk about <laughs> bad smells. You'll, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, today I met my uh, my surgeon uh, for a review. It's supposed to be a six week, but I'm at eight weeks today since my surgery. And generally, things are going well. My uh, blood sugars are not as low as they could be. Um, so they're, they're putting me back on metformin. Uh, the lowest dose of metformin you can you can have. Um, but my HbA1c, which is a the amount of sugar in your hemoglobin, so when they when they test your blood sugars, mm-hmm. they see how much sugar is floating around in your blood. Is that's, that what the test is? That's or what is the that like prick when when, when they do the pin prick one, yeah. and then they put that on the the, the strip, strip and then put it in the machine. Yeah, that's yeah. seeing how much sugar is in your blood. So is that what, like, for example, when I would have worked as a care assistant, I would have done that on people. Yeah. That's the thing you do at home. Exactly. Okay. That's the thing. I do that at home So it's not morning. necessarily a blood test. It's the shit you do at home. Yeah, it's the yeah. shit you do at home. But I also did blood tests. Mm-hmm. And one of the blood tests they do is called a HbA1c, which is the amount of sugar in the hemoglobin. Okay. Hemoglobin absorbs sugar over time. Okay. So if you have a high HbA1c, so the the... Testing on the strip just tells you this is how much sugar is in your blood right now. Okay. Your HbA1c is a more long-term tell. If you have a high HbA1c, then there has been sugar in your blood for a long time. Okay, okay. You know, if you have a lower HbA1c, it means you're using more of the sugar. 
So it's not in your blood. Your your diabetes is more under control. So question, right? Is that to do with type two diabetes? Is it that to do with type all diabetes? Um, I I ain't no diabetic doctor. But, okay, that's a good point. But what I will say is the difference between type two and type one. Type two diabetics, uh, sorry, type one diabetics have problems producing insulin. Okay. Um, type two diabetics can produce insulin to beat the band but their body can't use it oh and the body can't use it because of the interaction of uh, in a lot of cases fat cells with I didn't uh, know that yeah so that's so they're like apples and oranges two, like two completely different things thank you for describing what the metaphor <laughs> apples and oranges are I it's, do a, not, it's not even a metaphor listeners. it's a simile but still <laughs> your ma's a fucking simile cheek of you cheek of you um, so my HbA1c and, and here's the good news is is a good bit lower. Um, it's mm. supposed to be forty four or something like that, and it's at forty eight. Mm. The day I went in for surgery, it was at fifty something. Jesus. Um, and when I had a test around September October last year, it was sixty something. Wow. So. It's, so it's it, definitely improving. Oh, it's definitely improving. Um, and we were talking about that and she was drawing me a, a diagram of why I shouldn't get uh, acid reflux anymore. And then she says, oh, when I'm finished here, remind me to talk about your liver. Um, <laughs> and so she finished and she said, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know, yeah, we finished and she said, so did you know you have uh, a fatty liver disease? <laughs> it's like, well... Uh, I do now. I do now. I suppose I I had an idea, obviously, but because your stomach was punched a couple of episodes. Yeah, ago. yeah. So um, I was like, well, I I I, I thought as much, uh, and then she went on to describe the different uh, levels of fatty liver disease. So there's normal, and then you get moderate, and then there's severe. So it's a scale from one to four. No. No. Okay. It's normal, moderate, severe. And then you go into... Well, you told me it was like... Yeah. Okay, go on. It's normal, moderate, severe. And then you go into... Cirrhosis. No. Fibrosis. All right. And then you have four levels of fibrosis. Mm -hmm. And I was at level kind of three and a half. Of fibrosis? Yes. Oh, shit up. Yeah, the next level after level four is cirrhosis. cirrhosis. Shit. Um, You don't even drink that much. (laughs) <laughs> Certainly not as much as me, but uh, the, the, come on, the, son. Come on, son. When she was doing the surgery, my liver looked fantastic, which I've got a sexy liver. Um, no, you don't. If, if, if not a bit big, it was, it, it looked, Diseased. it looked fine. And my liver function from all the blood tests shows that things are fine. But if I go kind of beyond level four, It'll drop like a stone and, and yeah. shit will get real. She said that the this was uh, naflid or something like that. So it's non-alcohol Non-alcoholic fatty, fatty, fatty liver, liver disease. disease. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Uh, and she told me that the, the number one cause for liver transplants in the U.S., is mm. non-alcoholic <laughs> fatty liver disease, but then reassured me that in Ireland we still have the alcohol is the primary cause for, <laughs> for liver transplants. So I was like, "Yeah, living your booking, best life, kid. booking the trend, living your best life." <laughs> uh, but I have the the fatty kind, um, but that the best treatment is uh, gastric bypass surgery. So I've already had the best treatment, and I'm probably already on the way to recovery. Um, but that there can be a, a risk of cancer when you're in the, the kind of the upper levels stages, yeah, of fibrosis. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be brought in for an ultrasound. The, the bit of my liver that she could see Are during gonna, the like, surgery. Are they going to punch you again? Or, like, no, no, no. The proper ultrasound. Like, uh, seeing, like imagine a pregnant woman, except they're looking at her liver. But no everything, punching. Everything yeah, else. I, I said punching and you went, imagine a pregnant one. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No fucking punching here, kid. <laughs> everything else is the same. The yeah, tits, yeah, yeah. the belly. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but Jesus instead Christ. of a pregnant woman, it's Jesus me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not cool, John. Um, yeah, so that was that was my bit of fun today. 
Today, uh, we're going to talk about our, uh, right first after our week, surgeries. first week post-op. First week post-op. Um, and we've got a few examples to go through. Um, we have the first week after the gastric sleeve that Catherine had. Uh, then the first week after the bypass that both Catherine and I had. So I think we'll we'll kick off with Catherine's uh, sleeve, if that's okay with Catherine. That's okay, yeah. Are you sure? No, I wouldn't want to put you out. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so I broke this up into hospital day one of uh, day one of the operation, right? So it's pain levels, energy levels, hunger levels, and food consumed. So for day one to seven, that's how I broke it up. So on, you know, the day you go into hospital, um, pain levels, obviously, you, you know, there's not a huge amount of pain because you're very, very kind of, anesthetized etc what I would say is when I had my uh, there's a big difference between having my first surgery and my last surgery my first surgery I had really really strong bad pains in my ribs and um, because what I learned was when they're doing the surgery they kind of fill your your abdomen with uh, co2 is it mm-hmm. whatever yeah to kind of expand it so that they have room to do their job um but in doing that, you, you know, your ribs have never been spread like that before. So it's like DOMS. You have delayed onset of muscle soreness or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's like so sore. I found that so sore. I found that more sore than the surgery. And that that's honest. Mm. I Honestly. And then they come along, right? So let's go to day two. So, so sorry, right? So pain levels, you know, incisions were grand, but it was my ribs were in bits. I slept most of the day. This is day one you're talking about? Day one. Okay. Hunger, no hunger. Uh, food, no food, right? Day two. Uh, I had moderate pain. My ribs are still in bits, right? Uh, my tummy was sore, but it was manageable, you know? It was really, honest to God, it was mm. the ribs. It was it was wicked bad. Um, energy levels, slept most of the day. Hunger levels, fine. Uh, no, I wasn't hungry, right? Now, so day two, I had to go for a scan, Right. So I think this is important to point out. Did you go for this scan? No, they did this while I was under. Okay. Well, they told me. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Right. But they told me they did it while I was under. And then they did another to be extra sure. Purely, I would imagine, because I am traveling out of the country. And they're going to make extra sure I'm game ball for traveling on a plane. So they brought me down for a scan and they made me drink this disgusting shit. It, it was clear looking, but it smelled like, I suppose, like perno or aniseed. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. Right. And I was so terrified first time. Right. Second time I was guzzling. I'm like, yeah, give me another glass. Right. But the first time I was just so afraid because nothing had passed my lips after the, the operation, you know. So I, I drank this nonsense. They put me on an x-ray machine and then they like tilted me to make sure I had no leaks in my tummy. So just to be aware that that is a thing that happens. Um, but ultimately... Well, do you want to talk about what the, they were scanning for? Oh, yeah. They were scanning for leaks. They yeah. were just making sure I had no leaks in my tummy. So they make you drink this dye and they would say, wait, I'll tell you when to swallow. I'll tell you when to swallow. Wait, 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 wait. Now. And then they would go click and do the x-ray or whatever machine thingy they had. And the idea was to just make extra sure you were totally safe. So I would have to be honest, I walked out of there going, I feel, I feel okay. Yeah. You know, I felt, I felt confident. I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was that on day two. Um, so after that, so right, actually, right. Full disclosure. When I got up to the bed after that, Barry wasn't there. He was over in the hotel and it was, cause it was so early in the morning. I sat and cry. I just cried. Yeah. I cried my heart out. And there was no one there. And actually, before that, there had been some lady who, an older lady from the Netherlands. And she didn't have great English, but she kept trying to talk to me. And she was so nice. Yeah. You know, and she was telling me how much she knows that my husband loves me. By the way, he's looking at me. I can tell in his eyes he loves you and all He this. was probably just wondering where the smell was coming from. <laughs> no, but, if, but she was gone when I got back up and I didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah. And... And I was just so sad and I was so drained and all my energy was gone. I had this cry and I hadn't cried the whole time and I had gotten through everything so brave. I just had this cry and... I was so brave. Fuck you. I was <laughs> fucking brave. 
<laughs> I believe you were brave, Catherine. Doing all this shit is... I was brave. But when she wasn't there and I... Oh, and she had said such nice things, you know. Anyway, in her, like, broken English, etc. Yeah. But she was so kind. Anyway, I had a very good experience, I suppose. Anyway, right. So, later that day, I was given breakfast. Because it was, like, super early. I did this nonsense. um, Which was a yogurt. Like, no fat, no sugar. A dry Dutch cracker. So, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, right? It's this circular thing. If you were to put your, your middle finger and your thumbs together in your hand. It's about that size, right? Like a rice cracker. Um, They sell them in Tesco in Ireland. But they're not quite the same as what they sell in Amsterdam or Netherlands and what have you. And again, you're in Brussels. Which is near enough to Amsterdam. It's near, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different country, you know. Yeah, Amsterdam. one is Belgium and one is the Netherlands. Oh shit, I keep saying the wrong thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And before you ask, no, I'm not cutting that oh, out. Oh, Sean, no. <laughs> so anyway, Dutch crackers, lads. So, the, the the whole thing about the Dutch cracker thingy is it like melts in your mouth. So you get a bit of carbohydrate, but it's not like clogging you up. Okay, are they called Dutch crackers in Yeah, Tesco? yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it says on them. Yeah, You'll yeah, have to yeah. get me some. Well, they sell them in Tesco's. They're not quite as good as the ones they sell, though, yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bummer. Um, so, anyway, um, yeah, so they gave us these yogurts, Dutch crackers, and local spread with some sugar-free jam. And didn't eat all of it. Had a little taste of everything and was able to eat it, and I felt okay. So, then, a, a few hours passed. I got some lunch, which was vegetable broth. Just like, you know, like a stock cube, really. Just stock, vegetable stock. And more of those Dutch crackers. And I was fine. And once they were satisfied you were able to eat, we were released. Released the hounds, you know. We were able to go. Uh, my pain levels then on day three, right. So as I'm leaving, left with Barry, everything was fine. Um, day three, pain levels much improved. And what I would say to anyone is you feel like a pile of shit after you have the operation, right. Let's be real. It's not the best feeling. But literally every hour you feel better. Every mm. hour it gets better. Every hour, every day, to the point where you go, I don't even remember feeling bad. Yeah. You know, so it's really important to go, you know what, okay, I know it's not gonna feel great, but it literally gets better every second, yeah. every minute, every hour. So yeah, let's see. Uh, energy levels day three, feeling a lot brighter, happy to walk around the hotel. Uh, slept loads I just slept loads for the first while right same shit food consumed you know vegetable broth yogurts sugar free jelly I had a bit of that day four was my last day in uh, Belgium not Amsterdam mm-hmm. which is the Netherlands because um, I totally know the difference Uh, felt much better literally right so there's something I want to point out about the day I went home right so traveling home turning over my page traveling home right so we're going through the airport and i i was concerned that of my tummy you know i didn't want people to bump into me and it's really important to note that this was pre-covid this was 2017 the airport was jammers with people and i was afraid someone would bump into me mm-hmm. or, or what have you right and i'm so worried about you know there was no social social distancing or whatever right and I was stressed up to my eyeballs and I went oh Jesus Christ I'm starving like this but I wasn't hungry I wasn't hungry you were bored I, I was stressed Sean yeah, yeah. I wasn't bored I was stressed you were emotional my stress response was eat some food yeah and my body said Catherine eat something you're, you're, you're hungry you're stressed yeah, yeah. And, and that was like such a like an aha moment which mm-hmm. I, I hate using that term but it's true in case aha sills He's Oprah's because she oh. made it. Oh, did she make it? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but no, honest to God, um, yeah, it made me really go, you know what? Actually, that, that was a really good example of a stress response and me wanting to eat food. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit of a bummer, but also really good at the same time. Anyway, uh, same food eating. And then when I got home, do you know, honest to God, every day got better. Now, I have a little note at the end of week one. Ten days after my operation, I thought I was brand new, game ball, let's uh, live your life. I was still off work and I met my friend in Whitehall to bring, she had two little small kids and we go to the playground and 
I almost died before <laughs> getting home. I mean, what was I fucking thinking? Because I couldn't drive still. Because yeah, you yeah. can't drive. I got the bus. We had to wait two hours for the bus back to Scary. Yeah, yeah. And I was already half dead. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Because I felt great. But you have to tr- you have to give your body a rest, yeah. you know? Your mind needs to be connected to yeah, your body. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I wasn't ready to do that. But I did it. And then my pal was like, we'll hold the baby. And I'm like, baby, I can't hold the baby. I fucking cut the bits here with fucking surgery, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the baby was like a, you know. Fat baby. No, no, <laughs> but it was a few months old. I just yeah. meant it wasn't a baby, baby. Gee, Mark, <laughs> it was a very slim, good-looking baby. <laughs> anyway, so you tell your story. Um. Okay, so I, I think I benefited a lot from Catherine's experience in this. Um. But so the the day of the surgery. Uh, once I've had it, like I was totally out of it, uh, in and out of sleep for hours. They put, uh, I don't know if they did this with you, Catherine, they put the, you know those pressure socks? Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. That's a good one to point out because they put them on you. Yeah. And they put them on my my pal that I went with and they didn't put them on right. And she was very uncomfortable and yeah. she had to get them to come along and, and put them on properly. Yeah. yeah. So what, what these pressure socks are, it's like a big plastic pair of boots oh. attached to oh okay then alright so maybe you got pressure socks and I got something else so you got pressure socks because you had to get in a plane so after the surgery no no okay when I, when I went to Belgium yeah put these white stockings on me yeah yeah when I had the surgery they put these big plastic uh, boot looking things on each leg Connected to uh, hoses that were connected to a pump, and every few minutes—that's because you had private fucking shit, John. <laughs> they just were fucking tight on normal people. But fuck off! Uh, uh, every... What the fuck? Would they put boots on you? Well, no, they're big plastic. They strap on. They're not like boots, but they look they like strap on. <laughs> they strap on, yeah. Um, but they have hoses attached to them, and every few minutes they pump up. Shut up! Yeah, and you hear a, a little. Uh... Just so you know, everybody, that's how the other half lives. That's how they live. <laughs> Fuck you. It's fucking air boots. I, I, air boots. I, I also had that when I had surgery in America. I had those before. Exactly my point. Point in case. <laughs> case Jesus, in point. Whatever the fuck. They're fucking cheeky. Yeah. They're fancy boots. I right. got fucking these tights. And poor me and me pal getting our fucking legs have ripped off us with fucking tights. <laughs> And there you are with your fancy air boots. Yeah, but it, 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 it inflates and then deflates every few minutes just to... to pump the fucking blood up your leg. I get it, I get it, I get what it means. Yeah. I've had a blood clot, Sean. <laughs> I have now a purple leg because I don't wear the stupid tights. I get it, I get it. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. yeah, they, they put that on and it, it kind of... It's hard to sleep with those on. Um, Aww. <laughs> Aww, poor baby. <laughs> Poor baby with your perfect circulation. Oh, <laughs> they're so selfish in the private hospital. But I went. I, I I was in and out of sleep for hours. Um, I don't think I slept a lot. I kept waking up, but uh, it, it was okay because I was really drowsy. Uh, I tried phoning because because of COVID, no, I had no visitors. There was nobody. There was no nice old Dutch ladies there to talk. It to was me. actually really nice chatting to her. I know she was sound. Are you sure she was Dutch? No. No, she was from. She was clearly not. Dutch. Oh, she, oh, she was just so fucking nice. She was from the fucking Netherlands. No, the Netherlands she, is Dutch. Where is she from? Belgium. Belgium. Oh, fucking hell! Oh, but they speak Europeans. four different languages, and I keep getting so confused. <laughs> they speak four different languages there, and I'm trying to remember them all. Yeah, oh, so lads! I, I was there by myself, and when I got my phone. <laughs> I, uh, I I tried phoning home and it was, I, I had just about enough time to say, uh, not dead, talk later. Um, what message did I send? Uh, make sure you, oh, no, call Barbara, she thinks you're dead. Oh, no, I did, no, I mean, sorry, when I had my bypass, I yeah. said, Barry, I'm okay, talk tomorrow. That's all I could say. I was like, I was out. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I was totally out of it. Um, though at one point during that first night, I, I did need to wee. So they disconnected me from the drip and, and took the pressure socks off. Um, 
And I was able the to... The pressure boots or the pressure socks? I don't know what you call them. I'd say pressure boots. Kid. Yeah? Yeah. All right, pressure right. boots. Um, this, I, so they took off the luxury pressure boots. <laughs> and uh, I was... They helped me stand because I, I had big incisions all over me. So it wasn't the most comfortable in the world. They helped me stand. And once I was standing, I was able to walk okay. Um, and I'm just thinking of uh, coming to America. That's what I'm thinking. Well, Come were on. they throwing, throwing flowers, petals in front of me? No, no. <laughs> it's the beginning with the bat. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'll continue. Go on. Um, so I was able to walk slowly and I was able to wee, which is even better news, I suppose. So then, so that was the Thursday because the, the surgeries are, are generally done on the Thursday here. On the Friday, I was fairly sore still. Uh, uh, intravenous paracetamol took the edge off. Um, I wasn't jumping up and down, but and I, and I was still in and out of sleep all day. I would uh, wake up uh, kind of, oh God, and maybe an hour had passed. So that was going okay. Hunger levels, I wasn't particularly hungry. Um, but I was quite bored and wanted to eat. Uh, exactly, like me in the yeah, airport. Exactly, would you yeah. agree? Yeah, bored and stressed. It's, yeah. Or emotional. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it really is really important to get in touch with those feelings, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because, oh God, you think you're mad, but you're not really mad. No, it's, yeah. it's just your brain. Your brain is That's it. the it's devil. Tra- it's, lear- yeah. it's taught, this is how it's you deal behavior, with things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I... I the, the nurse came in uh, early enough in the morning um, with a bottle of a thing called Cubitin, which is like a milky... <laughs> I remember this. Go on. It's like a milky drink um, with all the, the nutrients you need. Um, it's something you give old people who are about to... They're half dead <laughs> and they need to get a bit of nutrition. That's what you give them. Yeah. You give them a bottle of Cubitin. But the 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 way it was explained to me is I have the stomach of a baby and I need to teach it. Uh, how to eat again so start with the cubitin so she left chug, the, chug, chug. <laughs> she left the cubitin there with a, a, a 30 mil uh, uh, cup and said work her way through that so what she meant was fill one 30 mil cup and work my way through it uh, what I did was was drink the whole bottle of cubitin as I say chug 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 I didn't chug it I gradually Just went through it, it over the <laughs> Over the course of of maybe an hour, minutes. um, no, over the course of an hour, you know, and then the dietitian came in and said, "Oh, you're on the cubitin. That's good. Here's your schedule. Every hour, you're to have thirty mils of uh, cubitin, and then every hour on the half hour, you're to have sixty mils of water." And I was like, "Oh, I'm after drinking a whole bottle of cubitin in an hour." And she goes, "Oh." Well, yeah, you weren't supposed to do that, but it's probably okay. And when I talked to the surgeon later, the surgeon said, it's fine. The only real, first of all, it shows you're able to take it. That's good. It is good. Uh, And then it shows that the the, the only risk was sometimes too much cubit can cause dumping syndrome. Um, And we've talked about dumping syndrome before. It's a feeling of weakness and nausea that you get. If too much sugar, fat, or overwhelms your 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 guts, yeah, your too much sugar, fat, or alcohol yeah. goes into your intestines. Mm. Um, so that was fine. I I stuck to the schedule after that, except when I slept. They said, "Don't worry if you're asleep; just make up." Took it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a call then from the physio. The physio came down, um, and he gave me some exercises to do. He gave me a sucky thing. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to talk about sucky thing. Yeah, you get this device, and it it shows three balls, and it? it has three balls. Well, you said that really nicely. <laughs> um, and you you suck on the hose on the end of it. <laughs> it's really, really sexy. You're so good at talking. I know. It, yeah. So you take a big suck on the hose on the end of this. Listen, device. I've watched that fucking movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. With the lady with the three boobs the total recall yeah what's that got to do with that because you're talking about sucking on the thing with three balls so don't be like (laughs) fucking (laughs) is it sexist that it's women's month and all All Um, so the idea is you want to see how well your lungs are are able to breathe in 
and how much air you can take in. So when you start doing it, you can only lift one or, or maybe one the one or one and a half of the balls. Um, and over the course of a, a week or so, you're able to lift all the balls, which is great. <laughs> um, and then the, the physio took me for a walk, uh, which was good. Then I got a visit from the uh, diabetes nurse. So I've been attending this hospital, uh, the same hospital with Donald O'Shea uh, to treat the diabetes. So the diabetes nurse came around and, and went through kind of my blood works and stuff that uh, they hadn't seen before uh, I came in for surgery and was happy with how things were going. Then by the end of the day, uh, they took the pressure socks off and yeah i had a good night's sleep that night i think on the sunday morning um the pain was still managed by the iv paracetamol i I had to call them in a couple of times overnight to to get that topped up Uh, but once they topped it up i was able to get back to sleep Um, uh, as the day progressed they moved me on to soluble paracetamol um, because it's better it's easier to digest than the tablet paracetamol. For me, in Belgium, they had these little glass bottles of a liquid paracetamol. Yeah. And that was your default pain reliever. You drank it? No, no. Yeah, that's no, IV paracetamol. Yeah, yeah, but the the idea was, like, I didn't have any other pain relief other than that. Yeah. Unless I was in particular distress. Yeah. Now, when I went the first time, we kind of went, they're just giving you paracetamol. You know, like, what the fuck? So me and Barry went and researched it. So the research would say that IV paracetamol is as effective as some of the other kind of more narcotic or, mm. you know, codeine, etc. related yeah. pain relievers. So it's actually really good to know that... that, that they're that, not they're not fobbing you off no, with paracetamol. It, it is They're using good, best practice. They're yeah. using best practice. Yeah. And sometimes we think... Oh yeah, you have to have these really strong painkillers. But if you're getting them in an IV, you know, format or whatever, that it's actually just as good, if not yeah. better. Yeah. So just to keep an open mind. Yeah. yeah. Don't like if if you're still in pain after they've given you that, you say you I'm still know. in pain. Correct. Correct. Don't yeah. don't be afraid to tell the nurse. Look, I'm still in pain. Yeah. What's the story? Yeah. And they'll they'll do something for you. Um, but for me, the the uh, the IV paracetamol was taking the edge off it, and I was able to me sleep too. with it. I was grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then moved on to the soluble stuff uh, later that day. Um, I was slow going, but feeling okay. Like energy level wise, I was I I was doing all right. I had breakfast, which was porridge. Um. And that went down well. There was no problem there. That blew my mind. I couldn't believe you had porridge. Why? Because that was like not on my radar at all. <laughs> um, while I was having my breakfast, uh, Professor Don Lachey came into my room, which I was like, "This is this is quality quality uh, uh, service here." Um, and we had a chat, like a like a, a regular appointment with him, and and talked over. Uh, all the results and how things went and, and how things were going. He was he was very happy with things. The surgeon came around on her rounds and she had about 20 12-year-old looking kids with her doing ah, her rounds. That's not fair. They were young They're looking. They were doing their best. I'm not... Come here. Did you hear me say they weren't doing their best? I just said they were young looking. Um, and she had a whole clatter of them. Um because no, she's fucking supporting this is it bring the bring the next generation the of these on she is she's helping them this surgery I think that's great I'd, I'd respect her more for that yeah this surgery is really valuable to an awful lot of people as we talked about so last pause, week I want to just mention something here now uh, somebody now this is a non-verified statistic okay 69% and I know we all love the number <laughs> It's Barry's favorite number. It's right? also not a statistic if it's non-verified. Go it's on. non-verified. This, this is, is some this non-verified is, statistic. This is something catching percent of Irish people are obese. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I heard I, that I, at the weekend. Now you know. Come on, there's one fucking clinic. One public. Yeah. Clinic. I yeah. agree, and the, that's what as as you were saying last week, more people need this surgery 
and we need to make it more available and we need more doctors in Ireland that can do it. So Well, that doctor is doing her shit. Like, yeah. fair play to her. Yeah. Because she's training all these lads in. Yeah. Like, she's doing her bit. Absolutely. And I think that is amazing. And you couldn't knock it for a second. I think it's no. great. I and mean, I yeah. have an awful lot of time for my surgeon. She is a great communicator. She mm. is great at reassuring you at, at all the steps. She is open and honest about everything that goes on at all the steps. You know what's happening. Like exactly. That's all you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, but she... I, I love that you said she had a clatter of kids. Yeah, yeah. Because... That that means there's a clatter of people coming behind coming her. Coming up the line that, that will, will learn this. That will stuff. give a shit. Yeah. That will say, you know what, we need more than one clinic. Mm-hmm. And and I know you're going, oh, for private, you know, no, for no. public. No, but I, the reality I was just is pointing out that you can get this done. Yeah, privately. okay, okay, I know. And I went abroad and what have and you. More people need to get the it done. The reality publicly. is that the drain on the system mm-hmm. for diabetes, for blood pressure, for heart problems, for all these things. That would be alleviated yeah. with the simple surgery. Yeah. You know, and I, I refer us all back to Rigor Cortel, you know, on the, the, the weight loss surgery podcast. There's so many really, like, acclaimed uh, American uh, surgeons that have emphasized how great the impact is of this surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And and the all the research shows that this is the the best way to to treat obesity. Mm. You know, like if you've tried the other things and you don't get obese without trying all the other things. Everything. everything. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody's sitting there going. You know, I'm happy enough being obese. And and not that I uh, they dislike their bodies or, or or any of that kind of stuff. But they they need a lot of people need this surgery and more people should be should be providing it. But that's that's a talk for another day, I suppose. So uh, uh, once she had done her rounds, she said, look, um, you're getting uh, out of here today. Um, so this is the Saturday morning. I, I had the, the surgery on Thursday. So what they called a snack. I had some more Cubitin. Um, lunch was Mm-mm-mm. lunch. No, lunch was I was actually more nice than I thought it was. Uh, I had blended chicken with with gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so they they put gravy and a, a chicken breast into a blender and blended it up and served it in a chicken breast shaped dish. Mold, yeah. <laughs> Sean, oh. <laughs> He's, oh, you know where I used to work. I'm not going to say the name yeah, of the organization. Yeah. And we used to get a Chinese for the lads. And they'd have to blend it. And he'd be blending a sweet sour chicken. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. He'd be feeding this to them going, oh, shame on you. Shame on you, Catherine. Yeah. And he'd be fucking lapping it up, loving it, thinking this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Go on. But but it it was actually tasted nice enough. Um, I, I ate a, a good bit of it. They also served it with... Uh, pureed carrots which were nice but again you know they they told me to eat the uh meat first uh, protein, it's yeah. important to get as much protein in yeah. as you can i agree um i'm glad you agree but that's that's what the science says anyway <laughs> um i'm practically a medical professional yeah practically i'm not i'm not so, i'm absolutely not a medical i i was i was let home then and uh yeah, I just slept a lot when I got home. On... I slept a lot too. Yeah. Both times. And what I would say to throw into the conversation is you need to let your body heal. Yeah, Your absolutely. body needs to heal. And that's why you're sleeping. So let it fucking sleep. Sleep and sleep and sleep. Absolutely. And I was I was mad at myself a few times because I, I was at home and I had time. I wanted to do loads of things, but I just didn't. No, you need to sleep. I, I needed to sleep. I needed to sit. I needed to watch telly yeah. and, and relax and all that kind of stuff. Then Sunday, uh, the pain was mostly gone. They prescribed soluble sulfidine to take as I needed it. I And I didn't need it much. I, I, I just took it as, as... I took it maybe once or twice on the Sunday, but that was it. Yeah, I, I, but then from Sunday I was on a soft diet. So it was kind of liquid up until then. And uh, it was a, a liquid and... and puree slash soft diet um so paul you want to see what he has in front of him there now it's a mad it's a mad uh, table in the chart uh, okay the mad table in the chart was provided by the hospital this is the 
this is the routine for taking the cubitin. And then afterwards they had for kind of day two onwards okay. um, what they suggested. There was the, the food needs to be puree to soft so it's easier to swallow without liquid because you're not to drink liquid while you're eating. Why? Um, I feel like you have an opinion on that. Um, so what I was told was um, you need to give 30 minutes before. Yeah, so, that's and what I was told. And then eat your food. And then 30 minutes after, you can drink liquids. Yeah. So what I was told, um, and again, not a medical professional, nor is Sean, just putting that out there, a disclaimer, um, it can, there's potential for clogging in your system. So you need to pick one or the other, either eat or drink. Um, but drinking and eating is not going to end well yeah. because it can mess up the system inside while they're trying to digest. Yeah. So you need to choose one or the other, but you legit need to give 30 minutes. Now, I mean, I was told five minutes, 10 minutes. I've, I've heard all different amounts of time, but really, if you can give it 30 minutes, yeah, drink your drink, give it a break, have your dinner, yeah. 30 minutes, boom. So I, I was told that, first of all, it's for space. Uh, if you're drinking and eating at the same time, there's not uh, as much room for the protein that you should be getting into your body first. Okay. And then I was told that it can speed up flushing the the stuff through your system, Good and you point. want yeah. to yeah, you need to get it into your system. You want yeah. to absorb because mm-hmm. you can't put as much in. You want to absorb as much of this as you can. So they they gave some suggestions for the kind of diet you can have. Um, they said you can have a quarter to a half of a Weetabix, um, with protein or fortified milk. Um, or you can have a, a tub of diet yogurt uh, or four to six teaspoons of porridge or ready break. Sounds so good. Yeah. Sounds so nice. Lunch Blur. was... Uh, Blur. <laughs> Lunch was uh, smooth soup or a scrambled egg, uh, an evening meal soup or, or pureed food. And the first day I had that, I, I made the chicken and gravy thing as well and pureed carrot. Mm. Again, it was nice. Hmm. Um, uh, and I kind of stuck to that kind of thing until I made my soup. Uh, we saw a guy on the internet, Sam, Sam, Sam the, the cooking guy. guy, Sam the cooking Fucking guy. Fucking hell! Oh, he's amazing, lads. And I, I, I've been. Oh, I, for, I, I don't him. know why, but I watched so much cookery shows on YouTube uh, at, right after the surgery. Because you know why? I'll tell you right why. Because I, you love food, and yeah. I love food. Yeah. You want to know how to interact with food in a way that's healthy, appropriate, and 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 right. Yeah. And then you learn how to cook. A, you know, a tomato soup. I'm going to use tomato soup as the example. And you'll see why in a minute. You'll, well, um, 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 we'll put it in the. Oh, we should put it in the show notes. We'll put it in, in the show, show notes. notes. But he just. Oh my god! It blew my fucking mind. It's so, he, so nice. He made. He he made. Well, he made a cheese toasty with soup. Um, I obviously didn't Fuck make the, the cheese, cheese toasty. toasty. The well, soup the, was unreal. So what he did was he got a, a clove of garlic and chopped the top off it. And Pause. Then, he got a, like a fucking... That's not a clove. A clove is the oh, singular. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, like a, a bulb of garlic. bulb of garlic. Yeah, and an American bulb, so it was massive. It was giant. Um, yeah. And he, he cut the top off it, and then he cut, cut the top and... off a bunch of tomatoes. No, he, he cut a bunch of tomatoes in half. Mm. And then put a little bit of oil on top of all of that and stuck it in the oven for about 40 minutes. And then you take it out of the oven and it smells amazing. Amazing, right? But, but you... once you pick the garlic up and just squeeze the garlic, oh. all the the garlic has liquefied. And then just, all the cloves just pop over. Yeah. They just ooze out into a pot of, of Whatever chicken, you're making. chicken broth and oh. onion and... Yeah. And then you put the tomatoes that are gone lovely and soft. Yeah. Then you put a, a, a stick blender in and blend it all up. Oh, and it's delicious. <laughs> it's unreal. And you know what? It's totally like, it's not going to blow your calories. All it is, it's delicious. Yeah. It's fucking delicious. And I would always veer away from garlic because it stinks your hands and all this yeah. kind of nonsense. I ha- It has changed my life. Sam <laughs> the cooking guy has changed my life. Because yeah. now I just fucking... Cook a bit of garlic. So the minute I start cooking my dinner, I throw a bit of garlic on. Like he said, chop off the top of the bulb, throw it in, cook it for 30 minutes, 40 yeah. minutes, whatever. And then I go, squish, 
put all the bits in. Oh, and, and I, I was unreal. saying, I was it's saying unreal. that to the surgeon today that uh, I, I can pretty much eat anything I cook myself. You know, if like yeah, uh, a, a little bit of it, I, I made a chicken pad thai and I had a small bowl of it and it was delicious. Obviously, that was after my first week where I mostly ate pureed chicken but and you would have, tomato you would soup. Agree with me. Yeah, okay. So Sean did say at the beginning he's like eight weeks out, right? So to be fair, he's eight weeks out. So it's it's like one of the things he and I would have discussed is, you know, oh, how are we getting on with takeaways and that kind of thing? I, I, I am very much like, if I cook it myself, I know it's okay. Yeah. So it's made me kind of get a bit more adventurous with cooking so that I know if if I cook it, I know it's okay. Yeah. You know, and also, like, you know, I don't know if this has come up much, but I definitely know it's come up a bit. But one of Sean's children is autistic, two of Sean's children are autistic. Is that okay? Yeah. And then one of my kids is autistic. <laughs> And they are very particular about what they eat. So it's really, really useful to have these sort of, you know, to to get really into cooking and to get into all these different recipes so that I can, you know, make sure everybody in the house is happy. Um, But I would definitely recommend Sam the Cooking Guy because Max has nearly exploded over some of his Some of the dishes he has Yeah, I mean, honest God. Yeah, yeah. He, He... Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll put a link to his YouTube channel. Yeah, defo, defo, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff he makes, you just can't eat because it is fat oh. and sugar and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the stuff he makes, it's simple. Easy. Easy. Uh, well, simple and easy is kind of the same thing. But it's simple. It's it's whole food. It's not... It's not complicated. Complicated. It's not like it's something you have to marinate for hours and hours. It's, yeah. it's I really mean, like straightforward. You can marinate it. You can do all the... He say he, the way he... the options, yeah. He says, look... If you've got a day, marinate it for a day. If you've got an hour, marinate it for an hour. Mm. Yeah. So look, that was my uh, uh, first week. So my second operation, as in my bypass, was almost identical to my first week. Uh, but what I would just say is, you know what? It's tough. It's tough. And yeah. give yourself a break. And just be prepared and say, you know what? I know it's going to be tough. But I'll get through it, you know. I know it's this amount of time. Yeah. The, and I'll the, get through it. The physio and the doctors all said, look, get up and go for a walk. Yeah. Don't don't expect to be able to walk more than 10 minutes mm-hmm. at the start. But do walk the 10 minutes and then go back and lie down and have a sleep. But but get the exercise Just in. Just keep moving. Just I, keep moving. Just I, keep going. I was lucky as well. One of my hobbies is model airplane flying. <laughs> Stop laughing. Uh, and uh, uh, I I do that with my uncle, and he would pick me up and bring me to the airfield, and and I'd stand and do a couple of flights, and sit down when I needed to, and 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 take it easy, and he'd drop me home, and I I got out, I was on my feet, yeah, and I felt grand mm-hmm. after after the first week, as Catherine said, every hour it gets better. Doesn't it though? Yeah. Do would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it, like it gets I do, I got finny. Well, I was going through a horrible yeah. two-week nightmare of before the operation. I'm like a finny, and I'm not even joking. Like, I love his face, Sean. <laughs> he just got me through the whole thing. Yeah. Just looking at that little bastard's face, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> you know, when you're, like, so stressed, and, yeah. and it's so hard, and you have this creature loving you, and you just go, oh, I love you too, and yeah. you go for a walk. So if, if, you. if you're doing this at home... um. Have something. Have something. So uh, if, if you've got a hobby, uh, get ready to lean into it for the time. Uh, uh, if you don't have a hobby, pick something up. If you want to binge watch something, binge watch something. Get a dog. Yeah. Rub a dog. Yeah. Even if you don't have a dog, just rub a dog. And let's take um, Blind Boy's advice. You know, just rub a dog. Yeah. It'll make you feel good. You know, just just give yourself a break. And just switch off your brain. And I know that's a dreadful thing to say. Switch yeah. off my brain. Um, but, you know, just just be there. Be there, there in the moment. Rubbing out off. Your, your brain is going to... Well, my brain wanted me to get up and do things. And I just didn't have it in me. And, and I wanted I needed, to rub a dog! <laughs> and I, I needed to accept that I didn't have it in me. And just move on with it. And I was cross at myself a few times over it. But I got through it. And then now I'm back at work. And everything is quote-unquote normal 
Mm. You know, as normal as, as shit can be. Sean. Yes. Would you like to tell me a joke? I would like to tell you a joke. Because you're about to be insulted after Because I'm about joke. to be insulted, so I want to tell you it's a gonna joke. It's going to happen. So, here's my joke. I wonder if the sale of glass-lidded coffins is going to go up. Remains to be seen. <laughs> my and now, fucking knew you would tell that joke. <laughs> I knew it. I just fucking knew it. Go on, insult us. Okay. Only one beebobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobob